0: Welcome everybody to Wednesday War episode 17, no it's 18, Goddamn, I have it in front of me Liam, I have it in front of me and I still said 17, it's episode 18, your favourite podcast hosted by an Irishman and an Australian man that hosts, that talks about NXT and AEW, I haven't fact checked that, if, uh, there, if there's another uh, Wednesday Night Wars podcast hosted by an Irish and Australian person, we're doomed, but Liam, how are you doing? Pretty
1: good. I like how we completely threw away any, like, aura professionalism immediately.
0: Well, yeah, well, when I get the episode the thing wrong, I own that, Liam. I could, like, it's the first thing I'm saying. I could stop and start again. It would be very easy. It's not like we're 40 minutes into a podcast and I say something stupid. It's literally the first thing out of my mouth. But I will just soldier through. We'll just push on.
1: You could have overdubbed it. (laughs) Welcome back to episode 19. It's 18, but that's either either. your (laughs) daughter. I demand
0: that you now edit
1: me over it,
0: going 18. I'll edit me saying 18 from the start of the podcast over you saying 19.
1: This is going to be very confusing. (laughs)
0: Uh, Yeah, it's it's week 18 of the Wednesday Night Wars, and we're still talking about these wrestling shows. They're still going. They're still making these wrestling shows every Wednesday, Liam, which is honestly a slight surprise. I really
1: thought we would be done by now.
0: (laughs) You thought this was like a 10-week commitment and now you're you're, you're yeah. just pot-committed to NXT and AEW every week and you have to come up with takes and then there's like a boring match and you're sitting there being like, I have to talk about this. I have to have an opinion about this match in which really there's no opinion to be had about and then it, it just rattles you and you have to sit here and be like, well, what about that boring Jordan Devlin against Tyler Breeze match? Oh, let's come up with takes. It's not even that. It's
1: more so... I did, I thought I'd be done by the time I had to go back to school. <laughs> I had to work around the uni schedule.
0: We record. You record. You recorded this at eleven thirty at night. Yeah, <laughs> what? But it takes a full day of me watching
1: to watch four hours of wrestling.
0: It's three hours of wrestling. Well, actually, no. It's on fight, so it's it's three and a half hours of wrestling. I guess.
1: Mm, I guess.
0: Because it's the full two hours of all elite wrestling and one thirty of NXT.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know what? That's perfectly acceptable then. Why was I complaining? It's a whole 30 <laughs> minutes less. It's, yeah, you can watch it
0: on the bus. Some bus wrestling. Do you get a bus? I won't get a bus. I live very close to my school. But what what excuse do you have? You can just walk to the class. You can watch it in class. It's fine. I'm sure your lecturer won't have any complaints. I really hope that my Thursdays are just going to be free <laughs> for the Thursday Night Wars. As someone who, who did teaching assistant work at third level, the, the obnoxiousness this of with which people think they can look at their phone without you noticing is, like, staggering. It's like, what in, else would you be looking at under the table? In year 12, I
1: played uh, Pokemon Crystal in its entirety in my math class by just putting my, my textbook up and then playing behind the textbook.
0: Liam, what's the square root of 145? It's, it's about 3. What's... What's the capital of Johto? <laughs> uh, is, did, did the Pokemon games have capital cities? I would assumed it's like the last city is the capital city. See, I,
1: I would disagree. I'd say it's the biggest city. Well, that's the most true. metropolitan, which would be... Sor- no, it's really... Um, can't, uh. it's, it's Goldenrod and Johto, I guess. Yeah, Goldenrod is what I was thinking of, yeah.
0: And Blackthorn is very small, so I guess it's not Blackthorn City.
1: There you go. Or perhaps like in the later games, in like Gen 5, it's those post-game areas, like the big city and the big like, forest.
0: But yeah, those aren't cities.
1: Well, the city one is. It's literally a massive city.
0: It's like the most empty city in the history of Pokemon cities. Just like most capital cities. That's true. There's no character there. The capital cities aren't the characterful cities. They're the just the big corporate ones, aren't they? What's your favourite Pokemon city? What is my favourite... Pokemon City. I like Acoretique a lot. That's a solid shout.
1: Cuz it's got it's got so much content in that
0: one city too. Yeah, there's a lot of lore in Acoretique.
1: I'm going to go with I might go is this, is a cop out if I do the post game of Gen 3 like the Battle Frontier.
0: <laughs> That's not a city. So yes. It, it is a city. It's just the No, it's the Battle Frontier. Battle Frontier uh, isn't a city. It's basically a Battle Royale island. <laughs> It is, but it's not a city. It's, it's like a, it's basically a theme park. It's a large theme park. I'm gonna go
1: Slateport.
0: Solid. I do like mm. the music. Mm. It's also the first place you can do Pokemon contests.
1: Yeah, it's a hell of a hell of a time.
0: And you can oh yeah, there's a little beach segment, and you can get the lemonade. Yeah, that's a good time. And you got the the museum. Yeah, and you turf out Team Aqua or Team Magma?
1: And, like, when you mess up doing the the Reggie stuff, you get sent through again, and you're like, oh, damn it.
0: It's good fun. Uh, I suppose we should talk about these wrestling shows. I guess. Welcome to Garrett and Liam's Pokemon
1: podcast. Yeah, this is our War Games podcast, so we just compare each gen's games.
0: Uh, last week, NXT picked up the victory, so we will kick off with NXT, which kicked off with the It's coming to the ring in the Brosermobile, which... Uh, <laughs> Segment was stupid and I loved it. <laughs> this segment made me realize what I don't like about NXT. It just that it achieves nothing. <laughs> but like, there's just no personality in any of the rest of the show. And then you have Matt Riddle out there being like, "How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish?" Trying to get that started as a chant and just being the most charming doofus you could possibly have. It's like, oh, this show finally has a bit of personality.
1: Shocking that it's the one guy that's like not getting written for.
0: Yeah, it's it's the one guy that like let's just let Matt Riddle be Matt Riddle, and Matt Riddle being Matt Riddle is better than everybody else in the show. Like, maybe Kyle O'Reilly. I think Kyle O'Reilly generally shows some personality. Yeah, but he only gets to talk like once every five weeks. (laughs) Which, in fairness, this was one of those weeks. I mean, yeah, but (laughs) like it was it was driven home particularly when I was watching Killian Dane against Dominic Dijukovic. It's like. There's just it's just so dry. These two people are so dry. And when Matt Riddle is out there being like full of personality and it's fun with him in the straight man thing with, with Pete Don and the Broserweights and, and Kyler Riley just being an utter doofus. And <laughs> it's like, oh that this there's personality there can be personality on this show. Yeah, it's it's hidden under
1: many layers and layers of boring I want to fight. But it's, it's there.
0: Yeah, there's just something. There's way too many mean people being mean and gruff and angry and not enough people coming out in custom golf carts with just a giant-ass trophy in the middle.
1: They should keep doing it and have them come out on the Bruiser, Mo- Bruiser Weight Mobile. was it? What Was, was it the Mobile? I think? Mobile. yeah. They, they need to come out on that every week and they need to make it, like, customise it <laughs> so mm. it has, like, lights under it.
0: Well, it had py- it had pyro this week, which is pretty good. That is pretty solid.
1: They need to bring it out to Portland.
0: NXT Takeover Portland next week. So this is the the penultimate show before that uh, that Takeover. Portland. What what do you, what, what's with you in Portland?
1: It's just Portland. It's, the, it's it's along the same lines of Mel. It's just
0: Portland. <laughs> it's the Mel of cities. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's
0: the Mel of cities. Uh, Riddle knows a thing or two about super. Pause for effect. Bowls, and he's a man-made, uh, man-made Cloud Nine. <laughs> I actually laughed at man-made Cloud
1: Nine. Mm. Do you get it? Do you understand it? He smokes marijuana. Clouds, <laughs> and that creates clouds.
0: It's a reference to the <laughs> W.E. co-owned esports team Cloud Nine. Do they own a
1: esports team?
0: They have a partial stake in Cloud9. Well, do they play League of Legends by chance? They do. Mm. Oh, no. That's the synergy mm. we don't need. We'll talk about that later. Brand synergy, baby. Uh, Angel Garza defeated Isaiah Scott in a really enjoyable Cruiserweight match.
1: While I was watching this match, I said to myself that Angel Garza might be my favorite wrestler in WWE.
0: And the thing, like, Angel Garza was never this good anywhere else. No, no.
1: Um, to be fair. I, I I don't think I saw much of him outside of NXT, but I I don't. I assume that this is where he's found himself the best.
0: Yeah, because he was never bad, but he was never like, oh, this is a guy you you'd hang a division on, and this is a guy you'd hang a division on.
1: I like I I I, I sent a tweet a couple of days ago. Like all the Lucha stuff is just the best part of WWE now. Yes. <laughs> like when did when did you ever expect that to happen?
0: They should like they should go all in. Just add Kalisto, add Metallic, add Lindsay Dorado, and just like make the US title. Uh, ironically, entirely a Lucha <laughs> division. Is
1: this just is this just all preparation for NXT Mexico?
0: Oh god, it probably is. They have enough And they'll just
1: they yeah, they'll just send Gaza, Humberto, Andrade after he's done serving his sentence of being around Ric Flair. <laughs> but like, I was really bummed out that the Selena Vega didn't come out with Angel Gaza.
0: I, uh, there should have been... We talk about synergy. That is a lack brand of synergy. Sy- I literally said to myself, brand synergy while it was happening. <laughs> Especially because this was a, a like a brand synergy heavy show because obviously they referenced what happened on Raw and we chart it later. So it's not like they're, they're averse to brand synergy. But yeah, if you're going to establish that he's working as, under Selena Vega's management, yeah, have her come out on NXT. Yeah,
1: why can't she? Like, she can be multiple brands. Like, this is what it should be. She isn't like restricted to one brand she can go to any brand and she just has like this whole stable of different lucha doors on each show that's how you could get like the lucha house party out of their rut
0: and just like the j-lo and shakira halftime show this promises to be en fuego yeah he uses en fuego a lot he does love en fuego and i don't get it
1: mm. but yeah i really really liked this match because i really really like angel gaza
0: yeah, this was a good wrestling match. Much better than the other Cruiserweight match on this show.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of pants play in
0: this one, so... More matches should be built around pants.
1: Yeah, I think every match should be built around pants, to be fair. That's true. They well, did not well, get that's... a Garza promo. I didn't expect yeah. that. This team, I feel like this is why Zelina should have been here.
0: <laughs> exactly. Especially because this promo was, uh, at least the first half of it, is specifically related to him taking out Alberto, Career, and Rey Mysterio before pivoting to Jordan Devlin. So is, is he... Is, uh, I, I, I... Hmm is he basically going to be kind of splitting the difference and playing two two different characters doing like the feud with Jordan Devlin on NXT and WWE main roster just ignore that see, while he does whatever they want on WWE main roster
1: I see I thought about this because I was like he's still a heel because he was a heel in this match
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's a and Devlin's a heel as we obviously saw later on so mm-hmm. I just think they're going to chuck a third person in there
0: Though Angel Guards have flip-flops between Babyface and heal at literally any given moment, so there's no possible way of knowing where he could be in a match
1: against... <laughs> He's very much an Undisputed Era type scenario where it's like, if you like him, you like him.
0: I suppose. Speaking of Undisputed Era, they're on the search for Tommaso Ciampa beating up people and shaving somebody's so head. stupid.
1: Can we just like, go through this whole thing at once? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. Well, the worst like... part of it was them throwing Kushida in the bin
1: literally literally
0: they literally threw kushida in the bin
1: and poor jonah rock didn't escape unscathed either yeah
0: i I was like oh so they're gonna put kushida in the main event and make it a name attack no kushida doesn't Mm. get that see i
1: i thought they were gonna like this was all gonna be them setting up like people that they piss off throughout the night and then they were gonna have a four way at the end of the night a 4v4 But
0: nope these people are just nerds being beaten up by Undisputed Era on their search for Tommaso Ciampa, who's apparently a very difficult man to find.
1: Unless you, he wants to find you.
0: Wow. So, yeah, he yeah. shaved a nerd's head, they threw Kushida in the bin, and eventually they brawled with Ciampa.
1: The Undisputed Era are just. They're frat boys, but they're all, like, in their early 30s. Yes. <laughs> so it's like a
0: bunch of, like, cool dads going around beating each other up. They're not even in their early 30s. Strong is what, 37, I want to say? Oh, 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 yeah, you know you're not wrong because Fish is like late 30s too. Yeah, uh, Strong is 36, 30, 37 this year, and Bobby Fish is like 45 at this stage. So.
1: so, literally just like late 30s frat boys is the oh, God, game. Oh, Bobby
0: Fish is 43. I said 45
1: exaggerating.
0: <laughs> He's literally 43. <laughs> Please stop these old dads. These dads pretending to be... Okay, boomers. This this is the boomer staple, really.
1: Undisputed Era is a boomer staple. And they're (laughs) meant to be, like, the up-and-coming guys. Yeah. Oh, that's ridiculous. This is, like, I remember you in the Voices of Wrestling Slack mentioned, like, Alistair Black is meant to be, like, this
0: cool, hip, up-and-coming star. And he's, like, 34 yeah, they're all 30, like like Ali is the next coming, as he's 33. Shawn Michaels was world champion like six times by then. Yeah, it's, well, the problem is they, they have no, like, they have a filtering in system, but they
1: have no filtering out.
0: Yeah, so they're like AJ Styles and Miz and Cesaro, and Sheamus, and Dolph Ziggler, and Bobby Roode, and all these people who are 39. Like, I was having, we were having a conversation about who should have attacked uh, Edge instead of Randy Orton, because you want a young guy there. But then the question is, who? And, like, someone suggested Finn Balor. <laughs> ricochet. Ballard. Yeah, Ricochet. Well, Ricochet's a babyface, so we'd have to turn. I was going to say, like, Finn Balor's, like, 37. <laughs> yeah, Finn Balor is only two years younger than Randy Orton. Randy's 39. <laughs> This is—it's it's ridiculous, man. Like,
1: They're so old. There's no sustainability here. Like half of these people that we're talking about
0: would be gone in any other era. Keith Lee is a year older than Roman Reigns. It's like, what are we doing with
1: this company? It's—it's going to be an interesting watch to see how this company implodes in the next decade. Hmm. Like I don't think they're they're never gonna go like bankrupt, right? Like they're too big to fail. They've got that like, Disney sy- syndrome, but like there's gonna be such an internal destruction that I it's gonna be very interesting to watch them break down.
0: Yeah, it's a slow and steady downhill climb, mm. which led by the fact that literally everyone in that company is it's just old.
1: Yeah, and it's like the only thing that we can see like you gotta say too is like. <laughs> AEW has to, like, resist the urge to pick up these people once they eventually do leave. Because, like, they'll just be the company that has all the 40-year-olds.
0: Yeah. And, like, well, Kenny's not that young and the Bucks are in there. Like, uh, the, the thing is, they the all the, the, like, main eventers are, like, roughly the age main eventers should be, like, early to mid-30s. Mm. Whereas WWE, their entire roster is... Early to mid thirties, pushing toward late thirties at this stage. It's just like hmm. everybody up and down. when You look at Kofi, and uh, big E is in his mid thirties, and he, like Biggie is the future, but Biggie's in his mid thirties already. For me,
1: like the biggest one was always Bella. It's like Bella, this next guy, this next guy he's gonna be a top guy. And it's like at the
0: time he was thirty six. Yeah, it's Shinsuke like... Nakamura. Oh, he's a big uh, even like even if they were pushing Shinsuke, he's forty. Hmm. Like Sammy. Uh, again yeah sammy and kevin owens both in their mid-30s and they're like they're the guy it's like these guys should be the guys right now but they're all in their mid-30s in this kind of mid card muck of nothingness and they're all just like war machine both in their (laughs) mid-30s It's
1: like these are the guys who should be at the top of the card now and your randy's and you i don't know i don't want to say random names but your randy's your rays and such they should have moved on now they should Mm. be in the twilight (laughs)
0: And it's funny, because if you look back at, like, WCW, and when Hogan and Piper were, like, I don't know, 43, and people were like, they're dinosaurs. These guys shouldn't be in the main event anymore. What's happening
1: Not even just people. WWE say that.
0: Yes, they specifically called them out as being ancient old fogies who should not possibly be wrestling anymore. And just look at the roster.
1: The old Vince that put Macho behind a goddamn commentary desk wouldn't stand
0: for this. Yeah, he did, and that was like Macho still had le- a lot left in him, and he's just like, yeah. "Nah, you're done." Like, imagine like that—that
1: that Vince seeing WWE and just seeing like AJ Styles.
0: <laughs> yeah, AJ at forty-four, like, or is at forty-four 24?
1: and his and his size, <laughs> like, yeah. he would be like, "What is happening to
0: my company?" Like, you see, it's the bizarre problem that Vince McMahon has been saddled with a bunch of wrestlers he does not believe in. So, like, when he looks at Ali, he's never going to push him the way you should push Ali because he doesn't believe in him. But, like, that's everything he has. When Adam Cole comes up and he looks at how short Adam Cole is, he's just going to be like, I'm going to push you as an upper mid-character, but same as Seth Rollins. I'm never going to really get behind you because I don't really believe in you because you're short. And Vince has never pushed a short person past a certain level and that just breaks everything when you have literally everybody on the roster is like that everybody now on the WWE roster is an indie darling that Vince probably secretly hates and that's what (laughs) he has to deal with
1: like Cole's gonna have the same problem that like AJ had where his his
0: ceiling is
1: edge Mm. which ain't a bad ceiling but his ceiling is edge
0: yeah and that's the reason you get Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns all over Smackdown every week because he doesn't like anybody else the A show Oh, uh, where were we on the show? <laughs> Dominic Dijakovic versus Killian Day. Oh, God, this match was so dry. Yeah.
1: What do you think of the North American title division becoming, like, the host division?
0: Uh, I'd be okay with it if this match wasn't really, really boring. Yeah. The Beast of Belfast is the thing that goes bump in the night, and he wants to make it a bumpy night for Dijakovic.
1: So commentary announces that Dijakovic has announced has got a shot at Keith Lee.
0: If they do their same match at takeover, I'll be so mad. If they just do the same match they've done a million times on the indies and a million times on NXT with no escalation or elevation or like no evolution of what they're doing and nothing like building on those old matches or evolving those old matches or raising the stakes or an urgency of those old matches, I'll be so mad, Liam.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not excited for this. And I like Keith Lee, and I even like Dodger Kovac now.
0: It took a minute, but I got there. Why don't you like this then?
1: because i know what it's gonna be it's gonna be them doing hurricane runners and going to the top rope and hitting a single
0: spanish fly off the top and it'll be, like, Ugh. It'll be a canadian destroyer in there
1: yeah i'm just <laughs> sick of it man I'd see. i'd rather like i don't know Kushida and fucking keith lee why can't we do that
0: because kushita's in the bin
1: he is in the bin do you think he already like regrets his decision or do you think he likes America? Do you think it's like a, a Nakamura scenario where he's just like, ah, I like the country?
0: I don't know. Like that video where he's like, I don't get to spend time with my children because I'm wrestling in NXT. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> is that your entire life now? That you just, just have to show up? To, you have to abandon your family to show up to Full seal to be thrown in a bin? Remember, like, what happened to Trevor Lee? Where's Trevor Lee gone? Wasn't he feuding with Trevor Lee?
1: I think Matt is... <laughs> It's all pointless. We're all going (laughs) to die and no one will remember a thing.
0: They had that entire thing over the hat and then Kushida did did, did that (laughs) three-way feud. never got this
1: revenge for the hat!
0: And it's just, they just disappeared off the show. Ugh. What's Uh, next? I want to get off this bit. Oh, we're on something I hate. uh, My least favourite part of the show, which was the sit-down interview with Finn Balor and Johnny Gargano. This was
1: so bad!
0: It was the worst! Like, I... God, the performance is here. justice in your heart. I don't have a heart. I'll drive the NXT flag through the heart that you left behind. Oh, God, oh, the rehearsed canned lines and the phoniness of it all. And the delivery was awful. And oh, God, this was just so bad. And Finn Balor's scary faces into the camera. Yeah, he just... said that about me. And Gargano shouting at him the whole time. It's just it felt so phony. It was so bad, man. This match sucks. What's next? (laughs) I liked this show. So did I. But now I'm just like these things that back to like I I was I was literally thinking before I Skype called you that like I actually don't know which show I preferred this week. I'll have to think about it as we discussed because I thought both were good, not great, solid wrestling shows. And I'm like, oh, where where will I fall this week? But no, God, that Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano segment was the absolute dirt worst. The Bobby Lashley line wasn't bad though. Yeah, there was one good line. It was the you lost 17. But even that's just burying shitty ass Finn Balor. It's like you lost 17 times. Why do you bring no, that, but that up? Was a,
1: that was that was face Finn Balor. It was different. Oh,
0: different yeah, it's different, different guys. It's Raw Finn Balor versus NXT Finn Balor. This is I'm the prince. Different.
1: If they wanted to commit to the character, they would have called him Prince David.
0: <sighs> Mercedes Martinez squash Casey, Casey, Catanzaro.
1: I see. You no, know I actually, I actually really like this, and it's for one reason. This was a real squash on NXT.
0: Yeah, she just beat, we,
1: we, she beat her. We, we never get real squashes. We always get like way too long back and forth matches,
0: <laughs> but mm-hmm. we never get
1: like just beat him in three minutes. Boom. Yeah, and speaking shit. of way too long Oh right, shit, no, it's not that yet. <laughs>
0: uh yeah, we have the we have the big ass brawl first, where they Undisputed You're finally find Master Champa backstage. Then hmm I hate this a lot. The entire brawl or just the finding backstage?
1: It's my least favorite NXT trope of let's all just go in the ring, beat each other up, Regal's gonna come out, six man main event. Because they do it like every three weeks.
0: You got a brawl after Regal announced the six man main event as well. Leon. Ooh,
1: what a differential. A what myth. a unique thing you've created. I hate it. I'm so sick of this. <laughs> I feel like we get it every two weeks.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a set. This show's pretty good. Yeah, I, was like, I like the show. Uh, but now we're about to talk about Jordan Devlin and Tyler Freeze.
1: This was, uh, you know what, let's start it positively, all right? Okay. The first 10
0: seconds of this was awesome. I hated the first 10 seconds of this. What? For one very simple reason, that Jordan Devlin for his entire career draws comparisons to Finn Balor. <laughs> he did the dropkick. And the first <laughs> thing week he after. does on NXT... <laughs> <laughs> is the exact same drop kick off the apron spot that finn balor did last week
1: i didn't even think about that
0: this guy for his entire <laughs> career has like an uphill struggle of being compared to finn balor and he's on the same show as finn balor and the first thing he does is the exact same thing finn balor does last week and I'm like, if that's deliberate, what are you doing? If that's accidental, what are you doing? Who doesn't say, oh, Finn did that last week? Surely we shouldn't have the guy who, like, everyone will say is just a, a poor knockoff of a Finn Balor until he has to earn it back. Do the exact same move. What are you doing? I didn't even put two or two together. Have I just ruined that's the, so the, the one thing you liked about this match? <laughs> yeah, like, jeez. Is Fandango dead? Uh, maybe. Remember when Fandango beat Chris Jericho at WrestleMania? I do. It was in, um, his debut. Like, 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 look, look where he's gone. And, like, Tyler Breeze. I was the same thing during this match. It's like, remember when Tyler Breeze was an actual player on this brand in, like, the Neville and Sami Zayn era?
1: I was legitimately thinking about the exact same thing while watching this match because the match was really boring. I was just like... I uh, remember when he had long hair and was cool and was like an up and comer? Yeah,
0: he was he was an actual star on this brand instead of a guy having a boring ass man. Jordan Devlin's theme music, by the way, absolutely atrocious. Uh, it makes me think that he's a detective. It does. It's like a noir show theme.
1: Yeah. And then I was like, did he do, like didn't he like did he have a PowerPoint gimmick? <laughs> and I was like, wait, is is he just a? De- is his gimmick that he's a detective?
0: <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, Jordan Devlin won in a, a a match that went through two commercial breaks. When can I say,
1: all right? As a man who is, are you a fan, Me, me, and you are both. You and I are both fans of puns. Yes. Devlin's side sucks.
0: It's 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 pretty bad. Like when they it's were doing the. It's way better the, um, in theory
1: than it is practically.
0: It was when they were doing the video package for the David Starr match, the big David yeah. Starr match, and when they they made they turned Devil into Devil. It's like ooh, and now ooh. it's just like alright, we get it
1: <laughs> like, I remember I saw the conversation on Twitter where he was asking for a name for it and someone was like "Devlin side and I was like oh that's kind of cool because I was reading it mm. as soon as you try and say it it's it such like marbles in your mouth it's, yeah. like, it's not a comfortable thing to say Devlin's, and it's a dumb move
0: Devlin's side uh, yeah, especially because he can hit it on anybody it's like reasonably bigger than him also like half the time he messes it up that's also true oh. but like he, he, hit, he did hit a great one against Star I will admit that
1: no, it wasn't even that. He didn't even hit it. Star reversed it with the sweet takeover. Mm. Yeah. Devlin yeah. side, baby. Devlin won in fifteen minutes
0: with <laughs> two commercial breaks. Oh. Why
1: did this go this long? I don't know. I, you know, the thing like it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been that bad if Breeze was treated like anything more than he was on the main roster. But he's not. He's, he's just the occasional tag guy who can win. And but now he's going fifteen minutes to the Grizzly White champ.
0: His entire thing for the last, like, three months on NXT has been dressing up as a goof and losing as part of Brizango. And yeah, now he's he's the guy who goes 15 minutes and maybe, who knows, he might be winning on 205 Live, but that's not a show that actually exists anymore.
1: I think he won once and just showed up the other time, so. <laughs> I, let's go to a segment that I actually had good things to say about.
0: Bianca Belair comes out first and, and cuts a promo with being like, hey, Rhea. How dare you challenge Charlotte while you still have a match against me next week? Then Charlotte comes out and, like, I am queen. Then Rhea Ripley comes out and, like, doesn't say anything. But the best moment is when uh, Rhea Ripley comes out, Bianca Belair faces off at Rhea Ripley, and then Charlotte just puts her hand in her face. And Bianca Belair's indignance at that moment is so good. She
1: saved the segment. The segment was going to be really boring, and Bianca Belair just being in the background, being
0: herself, was so fucking good. As we go back to the thing I said at the start of the show, Liam, one person in this ring had personality, and that was Bianca Belair.
1: thing is, though, like, I don't think Charlotte is supposed to have personality.
0: I think that's meant to be her shtick. Yeah, where Rhea's just kind of a robot.
1: Well, Rhea's meant to be, like, this rebellious chick,
0: but she's not. She's, Rhea shouldn't talk. She should just be a badass who comes in and beats the shit out of people. Yeah, she should just never utter a word. By the way, uh, were you the same coming out of this match being like, I'd prefer Charlotte against Bianca at WrestleMania.
1: Well, I was one hundred I was one hundred percent of like about that too, and like they did a good job of building Bianca in the Rumble for this too
0: because
1: mm. like yeah. you know they that was a that Rumble was a tale of two stories it was the first half bianca second half Charlotte
0: yeah Bianca was far 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 and away the star of the segment
1: go if you were to put a percentage on it, what percentage do you think of a chance is there that Bianca will face Charlotte at WrestleMania zero.
0: <laughs> but she should, though. She should. Like, as I said, the the, the match I came out of the segment wanting to see was Charlotte against Bianca Belair. And, like, Rhea's going to beat Bianca on, uh, next Saturday, Saturday week. And then that it's going to be Charlotte and Rhea. And, like, Charlotte and Rhea's probably, like, on paper, the bigger match. But Bianca's far more interesting than Rhea is.
1: I guess uh, I, when Charlotte, like, palmed her off the second time, I was like, Bianca needs to hit her or she loses credibility. And then she did, and I was like, boom, this is a great segment.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, get out of here, Rhea. We're done.
1: If Charlotte had just walked off and been like, I am Charlotte, I would have been like, this sucked. But because Bianca's like, no, I'm not going to take it twice.
0: Yeah. Bianca. Hmm? Bianca. Push Bianca. Do something with Bianca. I think she's like,
1: she's just ready to be main roster. I think she's kind of stale in NXT. Yeah, that's
0: if you're not gonna do Bianca and Charlotte, screw Shayna. Do Bianca against Becky. Yeah. Speaking of, uh... yeah, it brings us to our main event in which the Brozowites and Tommaso Ciampa defeated the Undisputed Era by disqualification after wow. Roberts' wrong. Oh, it was the worst finish. I'm like, God, just, just have Adam Cole pin Pete Dunne, you know?
1: Well, Garrett,
0: do you know that?
1: We're gonna do the bit that we planned. you remember?
0: Bit. Oh yeah. Oh, all right.
1: <laughs> Three, two.
0: Oh god, I have to. No, in... I didn't take it down in
1: my note. Oh no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. From the top, from the top. They'll never know. This is all gonna be cut out, right? Like they'll never know It's All right. Seedless. In.
0: <laughs> in.
1: <laughs> Garrett, you want to say it with me.
0: You know, you're, you're never going to get through this quote. Oh, sorry, I don't have it in front of me because I didn't put it in my notepad for the show. Would you that. like me
1: to just say it? No,
0: no, no, yeah, yeah just, say it. Just, just say it.
1: In comes Adam Cole, an avid gamer who is also an expert in mind games. His savant-like mind for strategy has made him the leader of his League of Legends, the Undisputed Era.
0: The word avid gamer should never be uttered on a <laughs> wrestling show.
1: The term gamer should never be used to describe someone who's cool. Do you
0: describe yourself as a gamer?
1: I, I, I do, and then I look at myself and I go, ugh. I like, I,
0: I like, I don't use game as like a, a verb or an adjective like that. I don't des- like I play video games a lot, but I'm like, am I a gamer? Like people are like, oh, I game. It's like, no, that's. No. I don't say
1: that, but like I do. I think sometimes I do say like, oh uh, yeah. I think I'd more likely to say I play games.
0: Yeah. But like the game, maybe it's just because the word "gamer" has been so utterly corrupted by the world. Because it has been co-opted to no end. That's not the first time Maro said that quote, Liam.
1: Yeah, I remember. I I didn't remember it happening, and then you reminded me, and I was like, "Oh wait, he has said that terrible quote before."
0: So he thinks that's so good it bears repeating.
1: Or do you think he's just like they won't know? No one's paying attention to the quotes. I say I'll get away with saying it a second time. Or maybe he's forgotten. Maybe he is on a self-made cloud nine.
0: <laughs> After the match, the Undisputed Era beat the heck out of Tommaso Ciampa, paint a big yellow X on his back before Velveteen Dream shows up, which, you know, he could have showed up like five minutes earlier before they beat the shit out of Champa. That's a real but... dick move. Well, he doesn't <laughs> like Ciampa. Remember, they feuded for the title. I guess so. so he did it, it for like... himself, not for Ciampa. It's a little revenge. Uh, yeah, he runs off the Undisputed Era, and Dream is back. But I assume that's not a TakeOver match, or at least TakeOver is six matches already. So I I don't think there's room for a Strong against Dream.
1: There might be. Who knows? This is a new era. NXT's now br- a main roster brand. It can have 18 matches a show.
0: That's true. You, you, you These shows need to be inflated with matches. That's the way main roster WWE works. But Velveteen
1: Dream is back, and I'm sure some people are excited.
0: Dream. Really- he looked good in this, at least. Yeah,
1: he's I a... <laughs> I don't care, bro. What do you want from me? He has Roddy's wife and kid airbrushed on his butt. Who <laughs> cares?
0: It's actually his thigh, I think. How much do you think cool. he spends on that gear every year? Do you think do you think they think... recover the bill for that gear?
1: Well, they don't. I'm like I remember always hearing that they don't cover it, but they cover it for some people. It's like if you some people negotiate for it is what mm. my understanding is. But um, I remember like. I was watching a Rob Van Dam DVD, like when I was in grade seven, and Ooh. I think Rob Van Dam because he also gets the the, the spray, the air, air, what is it called, airbrushing on his stuff, and he was like, "Yeah, I was like I get a ton of them and they're not very expensive." And I was like, "Ah, oh, cool." So I imagine it's not that expensive to do. That's my long-winded explanation about airbrushing types.
0: There you go. Um, Speaking as, of long-winded, oh sorry, I was trying to <laughs> do your job. As as I said. After this show, I am like, you know, this show's pretty good. And after we've talked about this show, I'm like, you know, maybe it wasn't. I think I just. My problem with it. not even my problem,
1: just how I watch NXT is I always like the first 40 minutes of it, and the rest of it, I'm like, mm-hmm.
0: you just wanted to end. A little bit. Oh dearie dearie me! That brings us to all the wrestling dynamite, which kicked off with John Moxley against Ortiz with Chris Jericho on commentary. Uh, this was this entire opening segment was a nice tidy bit of business.
1: I, I, I sent you a message during. that. I was like, this is a perfect TV match and opening. Mm. It told the story necessary. It put the star over as the actual star in the match, and it, it can it can yeah, and it continued the story of the larger of the grander scheme of things. Jericho was great in this. Sammy was great in this. Just like piping up every now and again.
0: Uh, getting the approval of his father. Yeah, and um, Mox and Ortiz was like perfect for what it should have been. Yeah, it was a nice little uh, three-star television match in which Mox looked good. Ortiz didn't lose anything in defeat. And then the post-match where he stabs uh, Santana in the eye with the car keys. is It's just but, like such a perfect uh, next step in that feud that sets up Santana having a meaningful match against John Moxley next week, while also advancing John Moxley against Chris Jericho. That's this is good pro wrestling. This is good pro wrestling. I also like like the, um, this is going to give us our first little glimpse of like
1: how would Santana play as like maybe a single star along the line. You know what I mean? Uh,
0: there was there was a a point when you asked me will Santana be world champion someday, and, I, and my answer was definitely. Because I, I think, I, I like Ortiz a lot, and Ortiz is much more charismatic than Santana, but Santana's the, the much better worker of the team. So, him against uh, John Moxley, which stakes, there's like there's there's a reason for that match to happen. It's an eye for an eye, Liam. These two one-eyed men will fight next week. Like, that, I, the, I like when pro wrestling is good. And um, it, with that the
1: promo that he cut later on, I was listening to it, I was like, alright, someone's been listening to the Eddie Kingston promo
0: style. Yeah, and there's there's really not many better people to learn from. Yeah, if you're going to emulate someone, emulate Eddie fucking Kingston. Uh, Jesus, through SCU against Best Friends, they had a, a perfectly enjoyable little match. I thought the first half of the match was a little better than the second half of the match, but...
1: I kind of got sad when they saw the graphic for this match.
0: Yeah, SCU, oh. I, I never really liked SCU and they did a reasonable job of making them interesting in that initial tag team title tournament and even Scorpio Sky interesting in his singles feud with Chris Jericho, but SCU as a whole, I'm just like, ugh. I'm done with them. I've, it's like, like, guys, I've never it's, been into their shtick, their shtick is just like, it's never ever interesting, any of their pro, like, oh the worst town, it's like, ugh.
1: But like, they don't even do that kind of stuff anymore, that's just more like catchphrase, it's like. I really I liked what they did with SU at the start because I felt like it was warranted Like mm. to that audience. They were like, oh, it's SU. We see him in all the clips, whatever. I liked that. They've reached the top. They won the titles. We saw some glimpses of like, hey, maybe Scorpio could be some sort of an upper mid-card um, sort of deal. Let's try that later on. But I'm done with them now. And I'm sick of the tag team. I don't even like seeing them anymore like together. <laughs> I'm ready for them to break up.
0: I guess like like the reason they won here was just to give them a win before they get their tag title rematch. Uh, like, yeah, I it, don't it, I don't mind that at all. But it, it's just like I'm sick of the team. Yeah, it makes sense, but I like best friends should be the better push to team in this division by by a country mile.
1: Well, considering the people Trent is, there's, there's like a weird thing with Dino. It's like they'll just get these sporadic big wins, and then there will be no follow up to it. Mm. And it's like if you, it really seem like wow, well, you're gonna push Trent, you're gonna push Trent, and now
0: it's like Trent and
1: Shaggy are losing to SEU. Yeah,
0: because like they have a really deep tag team division. They have lots of teams, but the problem is like they have one set of tag titles, which means there's usually only one like real tag team program going on at once. So like like you have Private Party, and you have the Hybrid Two, and you have Jurassic Express, and you have Best Friends, and you have SEU, and you have the Dark Order. All these people sitting underneath the top two teams and the Lucha Bros to a lesser extent. Push from the Blade. Yeah, the Butcher and the Blade. All these teams that are kind of doing nothing because like the Young Bucks against Kenny Omega and Hangman Page is probably the Revolution match. They could do the Lucha Bros, but that would be kind of dumb. But that, that's probably the pay-per-view match next week, uh, which will be decided next week, sorry, with a Battle Royal. So everybody else underneath that is just kind of treading water, and they all feel thoroughly like they're treading water.
1: You know what the worst part is, too? Like, as soon as that, like, is done, and the like the Bucks, I assume, win the belts, like... All right, well now we got to start moving on to Bucks Revival. <laughs> so, all those teams stay where you are.
0: Yeah. At least like get LAX doing something with best friends, you know? Give them a, a meaningful undercard program, not just having these matches.
1: Yeah. So, hopefully like what like what are the Lucha Brothers going to do on their road to double or nothing double over?
0: Uh break them up. Or well, well not break them up, but have them do single stuff.
1: I mean sure. But we I think we've been saying that the whole time at this point, we're like, alright, we let's do some single stuff with Lucha Brothers.
0: But they're they're a team that you like you never need to heat up to do anything. Like you can get Phoenix, you have a feud with Kenny Omega, go. And Phoenix is Phoenix, so it's fine. And same Pentagon, mm-hmm. you have a world title program with John Moxley, go. He's Pentagon, it's fine. Or if you wanna just like guys we need to throw you back together for a tag team title feud, again, you don't need to build that up because they're the Lucha Bros. But I think yeah. I'm
1: just I'm somewhat worried that perhaps AEW doesn't see them in the same light that we see them. Because i have been calling, like, Penta and Phoenix as, like, these oh, like they're ready-to-be-made eventers whenever you need them to be. But then they lose to Joey Janela. Then true. they lose to Trent. It's like, maybe we're the ones who are putting them on this pedestal, and they're not actually seen
0: in that manner. But, like, all in, one of the big matches was Kenny Omega and Pentagon. Like, these guys, when they're booking a show, they, their first show, they put Pentagon in an extraordinarily featured role. So what I'm saying is,
1: doubler or nothing, Jericho
0: Pentagon should be the match, uh, non-title, because it's gonna be it's
1: gonna be Mox Omega for the title. But on the other
0: card. or what if you do Mox and Pentagon? I don't think that's your doubler or nothing match. Probably isn't,
1: because <laughs> like they like actually um, this is kind of skipping ahead, but uh, when they did the the rundowns of the announcements, mm. um, and they were showing the double or nothing stuff. I, I'm impressed with how quickly they have made Double or Nothing feel like a major event.
0: It was the first AEW show, you know.
1: Hmm. But like, I see that, and I, I, re- I as I was seeing like the, the promo for it, I realized I got the same kind of ooh reaction that I get when Wrestle Kingdoms coming up. Ooh, So yeah, from I, Vegas. I don't know what it is, but I was like, I got that instant kind of, I don't know, adrenaline rush. Where I was like, yeah, it's the big show. So I guess Double or, no- or Nothing feels like the marquee show
0: for me. And hopefully we'll have a marquee main event. Do you think it's uh, Mox and Omega? I think it's Mox Omega too. You have a problem then, though, don't you? Why? Kenny probably shouldn't lose. And Mox certainly shouldn't lose in his first pay-per-view title defense. So who wins?
1: Well, one pro- one thing you've forgotten, sir, is between pay-per-views there's 17 months. So we can do all kinds of wacky shit in the meantime.
0: Well, there's there's three months.
1: All right, then fuck it, do Luke Harper and Kenny.
0: So yeah, like like I would do, like I think Mox should probably beat Chris Jericho and I think Kenny should beat Mox at All Out. So I think you do Paige and Kenny at, at Double or Nothing. Mm. And then, who do you do for marks? Pentagon. <laughs> no, it's it's not going to be Pentagon. Stop pushing Pentagon. <laughs> uh, you could you could do Jericho. or no, I was going how would Cody work? Um, it can't be Cody legally. Is it MJF? Is it <laughs> oh God, MJF main eventing a show? Of, no,
1: <laughs> main eventing their marquee show of the year.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have things to say about MJF later, but
1: um, but yeah, like. Unless you get a big signing in the meantime, <laughs> mm. is Kazman gonna come for a come for an AEW shot? Yeah, it's gonna be Mardy, It's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what I think match will, might happen on that show. Weirdly, I feel like there's gonna be a Brody Lee Park match. I just don't know why, but I feel like that's gonna be the direction eventually. Or maybe they'll be in the same group. Or I don't know.
0: I guess you could bring in Brody Lee on top to Marks.
1: I I just say, I think Brody Lee is going to slide into that uh, dark order.
0: Unfortunately. I was going to say, your pay per views would then be made invented by uh, Chris Jericho against uh, Cody, two former WWE stars. Then Chris Jericho against John Moxley, two former WWE stars. Then John Moxley against uh, Luke Harper, or or Brody Lee, which would be also two former WWE stars. So maybe you should start getting your all of the wrestling talent in there at some stage. Which it would be Kenny. (laughs) Which it would be Kenny. But as I said, that's probably all out. And I think Paige and Kenny is probably double or nothing.
1: To, to be fair, though, it's like it's not like this is a bad problem to have. It's just an interesting, like, how are we going to get there? Also, like... We've, oh, we've no, got God, it...
0: there's a the very easy answer to that question. Park.
1: Uh, yeah, I thought about Park, but they've already given that way a match. They've they given can, that they match have, on TV it was, it,
0: twice. It was, it was on a boat. It's illegitimate. But,
1: but they also did it on TV before that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, my, my thing would be, um, there's always the chance that the Bucks made event
0: against mm-hmm. FTR. You, you still need a title match for John Moxley. Well, we're assuming Moxley wins. It could be... Chris Jericho could retain.
1: If if Jericho retains, do Jericho Pentagon. Sure. Do, do the
0: Painmaker versus
1: Pentagon deathmatch. That's what you
0: need. Revenge, finally, for Jericho dressing up as Pentagon at all In. Yes,
1: it's a full circle story. I'm just saying, I think there's a chance Tag Title's main event. And then you could do a smaller Mox defense against Pentagon or something. Or that could derby. work could do Darby I don't think Darby's ready oh unless you do like a crazy stip
0: well if, if you're doing like a, a Bucks main event Darby's the perfect guy then to put in an undercard title match
1: I just think um, with all this talk of you know we want to raise the tag division blah 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 you're going to have to main events and pay-per-views with the tag belts they're going to have to like, you have to give that perception mm. like you know like what was the, one of the big promise the Bucks gave us when the AEW was being talked about was the tag belts are going to mean some shit well America made some shit Put your money where your mouth is.
0: After SEU defeated best friends, the Dark Order attacked. I, I like this Dark Order segment. Then Orange Cassidy faced them down. Yeah, rude. Remember when we discussed the possibility of Orange Cassidy being the Exalted One?
1: Yeah, but unless this is all a big swerve. Oh man, now I just want Brody Lee versus Orange Cassidy.
0: That would be a very uh, realistically. Orange Cassidy is probably the perfect guy to put the Dark Order against because it guarantees them a reaction. As they got here. Because Orange Cassidy is the most like literally one of the most popular guys in this company. So, well
1: that's what they said on commentary was like he he's the highest selling merch guy at the moment. I don't know how true that is, but I believe it.
0: They should probably start putting him in wrestling matches. I just I don't think they know what to do. Well you could at least have him wrestle every so often.
1: Well, clearly you should have his first match be a double or nothing. Doubler or nothing. Against John Moxley. Um <laughs> See, that's what I predicted was going to happen. I sent a, a tweet a long, long time ago that I thought he was just going to get wins in six men, like over and over again, he's like record to be like 50, you know, and oh, and then he was mm-hmm. just going to get a title match. They
0: should do that. Daniels made the save, Dark Order backed off, they would not attack Daniels because they continue to recruit Daniels.
1: So Brandon Cutler was one of those guys, it was the skinny guy under the mask, right?
0: Uh, I wasn't paying enough attention to the other people, but probably. You that's, need to that's, that's pay attention
1: to the goddamn
0: Dark Order. I'm not. I'm not examining who the minions are to try and reveal their identity.
1: The Dark Order can save you from being sick.
0: They can. They aired a a, a little another paid for the Dark Order little video later in the show, being like, "We did can you, help you, save you. you." You ask your doctor about the Dark Order.
1: Did you read the subtitles?
0: I did. It's like the, the, this the has no restorative properties.
1: <laughs> the elite will fall. <laughs> it was just one of them. Uh, See, so, um, before we go into burying MJF. Mm-hmm. I I do want to give this one MJF bit here. I liked it because we actually finally got like a little explanation of why he did his stuff. It should be in a bigger spot,
0: but at least we got a little something. Did we though? <laughs> well, he, he, hmm, yeah. You see, it's the same thing though. He's like Cody held me back. Cody wanted me to stay in his shadow. He wanted me to walk behind him. It's like, but what changed? Like you like,
1: woke up when you realized he couldn't win the big one.
0: That like then say I, that's, that. That's what I'm missing. That's that's the thing that I think this story uh. is desperately missing. That actual why. Why mm. did MJF kick Cody in the nuts at, uh, whatchamacallit, what was the name of that show? Full Gear. Full Gear, there you go. Like, why did he turn on him? Like, what was the instigating factor that made him be his friend for multiple months and then turn on him in that instant? And we don't know. He hasn't explained it. They haven't filled in that gap. So I don't know why MJF hates Cody. The annoying thing is,
1: it's just, it's so simple. It's such a simple answer to the question. And they're just refusing to give it to us. Mm. Just say that he, I was his, I was his follower. I believed in him. And then I saw that he couldn't do it firsthand. And that caused me to turn. That's all you need.
0: Yeah. He's a failure and I don't need to learn from a failure.
1: Yeah. My, maybe my, Maybe they're doing some like meta heel shit where they're like him not explaining it is going to make people angry at him not explaining it and that's will be heal <laughs> he
0: I don't think that's how storytelling works. That's because you believe everything you're told. Like I think they pulled the trigger too early on MJF or on the turn anyway. And not really because like the story wasn't ready for him to turn. I don't think MJF was ready to have the training wheels taken off yet.
1: Yeah, I've, they could have done, they could have extended this forever. Hmm. Like, have him and Cody win the tag belts. Have Cody be the one to lose the tag belts. Which, like, which is actually probably going to be the Hangman page Kenny
0: thing anyway. That's true. Kenny will probably lose the tag belts. He's like, I-, I don't want anybody... We'll, talk- we'll get to that in a second. We'll go to Dr. Britt Baker against Yuka Sakazawa. Or Sakazawa I think was how J. went for it. Yeah. Uh, but it's all
1: a bit Michael Jacob Friedman.
0: Uh, and there was a period during the well when the butcher, of the blade, and the bunny were making their entrance, where Jor was like, "Well, not even I can misidentify the bunny." It's like
1: mm. <laughs> sick brag.
0: Uh, Prince, right? You don't know the names. Uh, Sakazaki won before Britt Baker attacked yeah. her after the match, and then gave her a curb stomp into the ropes, which knocked her teeth out, um, and applied the. I mean, job. that's a
1: cool spot, but it's like. How dare you disrespect the spray jimmy Havoc feud in this way?
0: That's true, and Britt Baker... Uh, oh, I feel bad ragging on Britt Baker, but she was not good in this wrestling match. Yeah,
1: and she didn't even have a great primary like last week to save her in that case either.
0: God, she took a snapmare at one stage, and she took it in a way that, like, if I- I'd kick somebody in the first week of wrestling school, I think, for taking that snapmare. Yeah. And she did cut a promo during the break on fight, which was not particularly good.
1: Why did this ghost, like, this whole segment, like, with this and the post match, felt like it went way too long? What are they setting up Brit for? Well, like, who's going to be the big cheater? Like, is that going to be who comes to defense and beats Brit?
0: Maybe. Because, like, we have Nyla Rose against Riho next week. So even if Riho retained, I think Rio I is going to retain. Alternatively,
1: is Britt Baker versus Riho the Doubler or Nothing match?
0: But like they've already done it, and Rio won, and fair enough, they yeah, they they've six turned ago. Britt. So Britt will be like different going into that match. So there'll at least like be there, there, there'll be a next step to that story at the very least. But yeah, maybe, it'll, maybe we'll have some
1: like dental
0: hygiene themed match, or maybe Nyla Rose will just win the title.
1: I wouldn't mind it honestly,
0: but I don't think she's ready.
1: I mean, yeah but I also wouldn't mind it. Like, I'm I'm indifferent to that title change. Either way, I could see positives. Mm. Yeah, this post-match thing kind of stunk. It just went too long, and no one cared, so, like...
0: Were you upset about the theme song? A little bit. (laughs) If I'm being honest, a little bit, yes. Well, they played it when she won.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what annoyed me. Why did they play it when she won?
0: Do you think they hit the wrong button?
1: It's it's a chance that they they went straight to commercial right after she won, so they could play it on the fight feed only.
0: Mm. Well, like in theory, if they have like a giant playlist of theme songs, that they just hit the right one. Maybe (laughs) they had Yuki
1: Sakazaki one. Yuki Sakazaki two.
0: Yeah, so they had two Yuka Sakazaki ones in there, and they hit the wrong one on the entrance. It could have been that. I don't know. Let's maybe go to
1: something that I... Lo- oh, sorry, she's still going.
0: I was going to say, maybe they want to make it meaningful by only playing it when she wins.
1: Ah, it's a real mankind scenario. Indeed. Like, I, I get why they did this with her, because, like, she's the sweetest, and, like, it's really upsetting to see someone brutally rip out her teeth. Hmm. Like I feel like you need more than one week's build. Like, not even one week, like, a day's build for this to work.
0: I did enjoy when she did the the dive. Jira was like... Ah uh, yes, the magic girl dive. <laughs> yes,
1: so different to the regular dive. <laughs> uh,
0: the Lucha Bros, Butcher and the Blade, defeated the Elite after Hangman Page refused to tag in the Young Bucks and then got his ass beat. This was uh, sick. Yeah, really good, enjoyable, just great. Like it's a, it's an Elite eight-man tag with good storytelling undertones. <laughs> there, what more I was do gonna you say- want?
1: I was going to say, like, I didn't want this to just be like, oh, Elite multi-man, it was great. But it was like, Elite Multiman, it was great. And it told a fucking great story.
0: Yeah, where Kenny and the Bucks are pals and tagging in and out and having fun. And Hangman, I, I, I don't, I almost, mmm, I'm, I'm torn on the entrance. Because I think what they did was fine, where Hangman strolled out far and away ahead of them. But I also don't really like that Hangman came out to the Being the Elite theme. Mm.
1: Well, he said I, that, did you not read the subtext, Garrod? That what was on the screen. What, what like,
0: subtext on the screen.
1: <laughs> um, it literally said Hangman was not happy about the choice of the music.
0: Yeah, it's the worst theme song. And like being the being the elite theme song is fine. It's not an entrance theme in pro wrestling. It just does not work. It's absolutely atrocious. I didn't
1: mind it when they used it as like a little intro thing and then it went into like Kenny's theme. Like in New Japan they did that a couple times. Mm. But it's like, outside of that, come on guys. I know it's your dad's music,
0: but it just, it doesn't work. It does, like, it's fine for the, the, the internet show. It's a fine little song for the that, that intro. It doesn't work as wrestling music. It's really bad as wrestling music. <laughs> like, Tony needs to just go ahead and be like, hey, man, I know he's your dad, but... Uh... <laughs> 200,000 people watch Being the lead every week. Plenty of people see the song. It's fine. You don't need to put it on the television show.
1: <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on like, getting the custom, like, Titan Uh,
0: Sure. I don't know. I like the Bucks gear. Bucks gear was nice in this match.
1: Kenny, like, for a man, who likes to change up his gear all the time. He is not changing up his gear all
0: the time. I do like that he has his real gear, which he wore on Dark. Ah, that gear rules. It does rule.
1: That should be the gear he wins the title with.
0: So yeah, this was a really enjoyable match where Paige was kind of operating separate. I, 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 also, I like the touch that Paige is perfectly fine tagging Kenny because he's his tag team partner, but he doesn't mm. want to tag in the Bucks.
1: See, I also like that there's a real, like, sub-story here where you think, like, it's meant to be presented as, like, oh, yeah, Hangman's this dick who doesn't want to participate. But, like, if you really read into it, like, the Bucks are the ones being the dicks in this scenario.
0: Or the dicks are the people who you want to be the dicks. Mm. people people who like the Bucks and be like Paige is being very standoffish to my close friends, personal friends of the Young Bucks but you can also, as I said, the, the subtext of the story is also the Young Bucks stepped on their moment winning the tag titles and the Young Bucks stepped on their moment backstage while they were being interviewed after winning the tag titles and the Bucks just won't leave Hangman Page alone
1: yeah, the Bucks won't leave him alone. They're constantly judging him. Hangman has gone up to them multiple times and said, "Hey, I'm trying to distance myself," and they like we know that they're the <laughs> It's Like they know <laughs> that they keep doing this to him. They keep thrusting him back into their group. Poor Paige. She Just wants they're to so stand on his own two
0: legs. I do want don't blame like, him. I don't want them to turn Hangman Page because I think he's like he, when he got tagged in, the crowd went absolutely nuts. Yeah,
1: but that's not your story that you tell. Like, th- you, they, like, you tell the story of him trying, like, proving himself against the elite, but not, like, being, like, oh, I am bad and I hate them.
0: Yeah, so whenever they wrestle Kenny, like, that match has to end in a hug. Like, because Kenny's probably winning. And then uh, mutual respect, hug, you know, uh, make up handshake. with the Bucks Handshake. Everyone's happy. But, like, I, I, I would be very displeased if they actually turned Hangman Page. I think that would be foolish. I think the problem with, like... This company is like, for as long as Hangman
1: is in the company, he's always gonna be like uh, elite stuff. Like it's in the name of the goddamn company. Mm. <laughs> it's all elite, you know what I mean? There's always gonna be like that weird. Whoa, why aren't they all right? like I don't I don't know. I think it's gonna be a real hurdle for him to get over. Uh,
0: Peppy with Or. he's like, will they be able to stay on the same page this week? And the key to that, uh, the, to that is Hangman. is It was right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Morrow. <laughs> Mauro would have done a real good Mauro quote. In fairness,
1: and then we got a. I see. I haven't really liked a lot of the park stuff with Omega, but I like this one.
0: Mm. Well, he's, he's it went on to a little him. long, though. I was like, is he really going to put Rio through that table? It's like, no, he had someone to put Rio Rio through the table for him.
1: Also, whoever directed this shot did a bad job because they showed Rio at the start and then went into Park's face. Should have been on Park, panned out to reveal that Rio was there, but
0: whatever. You should be directing the pre-tapes. I will do it. (laughs) I will sell out in a second. That sets up Kenny Omega against Park in a 30-minute Ironman match in three weeks. That's got to be cool. (laughs) Three weeks is, is that the go-home or the week before the go-home? One, uh, two, three. There, yeah, that's the go-home. So That's the go-home for Revolution. That they'll have that 30-minute your go-home main event, I assume. Or Paige is very displeased that he's focusing on having a 30-minute Iron Man match against Pac rather <laughs> than their tag team title match against the Young Bucks at the pay-per-view. I,
1: I guess I kind of assumed that this was going to be the pay-per-view match, but I shouldn't
0: have. <laughs> well, yeah, I always thought it was a bump on the road to the pay-per-view match. So there you go. I was right. Well, th- well there's your story, though. Like, Pac wears out. Omega so much
1: that Omega takes the fall against the Bucks and pisses Page off.
0: Mm. There
1: you go. Storytelling. But, this this is yeah. great. <laughs> Bring us on. We know what we're doing. Any company it
0: doesn't need to be AW. We'll take yeah. the job. Nyla power bombed Rio through a table, but the table did not break, and she just bounced off the table. It looked very unpleasant.
1: <laughs> to be fair, whenever that happens, those bumps always look worse than just going through them.
0: <laughs> yes, the table the table breaks the fall. Bouncing off the table onto the floor sucks. Darby Allen has a flamethrower. Oh, I have one more thing about this match. Oh. There was two separate periods where uh, Hangman Page and Nick Jackson did dives. And the commentary both times were like, oh, oh, oh they tweaked their knee, they tweaked their knee. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. See, that's... I was thinking that
1: too. was like, if you know that that's like the story they're going to tell, then yeah, bring it up. But otherwise. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's like, well, it's yeah, that, not the story. Of them. Why are you telling a story that they're not telling? Stop it.
1: It's almost like commentary is one of the biggest problems on this show. It's a problem on both of these shows. We need uh, Brit to come out and like bury Marrow next week.
0: You <laughs> should do a Marrow quote. That would rule. Yes, Darby Allen, Flamethrower, burning Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho, or at least to cardboard cutouts of them.
1: And now he's going to do it. He's going to. Uh, there we go. Doubler or nothing Jericho-Darby-Inferno
0: match. Clearly this is the setup. I, I'd be into it. Why not? Tubby should do an Inferno match. <laughs> uh. That's, that's got it right.
1: <laughs> hey, hey Gary, did you know that Penelope Ford has blue eyes?
0: That was so weird and uncomfortable. Isn't that nuts? She has blue eyes? <laughs> JR is just like on commentary, and I just noticed Penelope Ford has blue eyes. It's like, what? JR just like had his Woman
1: Crush Wednesday moment in the middle of the show. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Kip Sabian defeated Joey Janela, and uh, the uh, the this undercard is so boring. Like, and there you have Brandon Cutler there, and Sean Spears there, and like Sunny Kiss isn't really doing anything. Right, whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. Say what you want about everyone else. Sean Spears on Dark last week was good.
0: I have not watched the main event. Sean Spears should just be a nerd. He's fine. When he's a nerd. He is.
1: He is a nerd. He's a nerd on Dark now. I suppose. He's never even on Dynamite. All these people Dynamite should be like like nerds month.
0: on this. But Kip Sabian should be a nerd on Dark as well, so should she show Janelle to be honest? <gasps> Where's Jimmy Havoc? <laughs> He's they're all nerds. All this all the worst part of AEW is that undercard singles division. It's just there's there's nothing there. It's just uh, the worst. That's why they put
1: like they, they gave Spears a comedy tag gimmick and it's good. So say how to want but everyone else. I will defend Spears
0: at the moment. Yeah, all the any time any of these people are on Dynamite, they're always the worst part of the show. <laughs>
1: yeah. Especially when they get
0: 11 minutes. Yeah, Kip Sabian won. The, the Can we stop at the Kip Sabian experiment? <laughs> Can we stop at all of these people? Like, Joey Janela is very good in the specific environment of GCW, but he's been a bit of a flop on AEW television. I feel like we say this every week. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> but he's, he's still on, the on TV, and he's still not good and it's just See, like, that's the thing like uh,
1: i out of all these people i want to believe in Jadella the most though
0: yeah so,
1: so like i'm just i'm grasping i'm like come on Gidella, you can do it. i know you can pull through the other side of this but like he
0: had feuds with john moxley and kenny omega so it's not like he's been just been saddled with the nerds
1: to be fair he was the third piece in a feud between john moxley and kenny omega and that's those true. things
0: were good uh, jericho was very upset I liked Jericho I was like how dare you try to take another man's eye out
1: <laughs> I liked it's... him telling Marves to shut his ass
0: Yeah, it's... Jericho's good this stable's good good things mm-hmm. again I'm happy again after that <laughs> I mean, we the, thing a Sabian. the buck signal was also good yeah there you go Paige take the beer
1: <laughs> and then he had a
0: bigger beer yes he did have a bigger beer he had a pinch bit pitcher of beer ready for him to chug down we ready for news? Uh, next week, uh, the world Tag Team title rematch will be Hangman Page and Henny Omega against SCU. John Moxley will face Santana in an eye versus eye or an eye for an eye match. Is what they. Specifically what does that call mean? It. I believe it's just branding. Uh, the other man loses. The, the loser loses the other eye. Yes, you, uh, the, one of these people will walk out without an eyeball. That's what they've advertised. Uh, Rio will defend the AW Women's Championship against Annihilate Rose in two weeks. We have a tag team battle royal for the title shot at the pay-per-view. And Cody Rhodes against Wardlow. Sorry, uh, Mr. Mayhem. In a steel cage match. And then in three weeks, we have Kenny Omega against Pac in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Jesus. Which brings us to our main event segment, which I still haven't worked out how I feel about it, so I'm going to let you go first. Cody gets whipped.
1: I liked it. I thought it was like three minutes too long. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, it got the desired reaction, I feel. Everyone's like, saying, like Cody, he, 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 Cody can do no wrong at this point. You know what I mean? Like he got whipped a bunch. We all felt sorry for him. And now we want Cody to kick MJF's ass. And I think that's what they wanted. So, yeah. I'm. It's what, what we wanted, what we got.
0: I'm more. I'm less... not
1: inspecting it. But sorry, I'm gonna keep talking over you every time you try
0: to speak. I'm more or less the same. I think Cody was tremendous here in trying to make every single one of those lashes meaningful. I think he maybe he oversold some of them because, like, being slapped on the back with uh, a belt hurts, but I don't think it would buckle <laughs> you to your knees and sorry, make. Sorry, you... what? <laughs> How many times has this happened to you? Have you never been hit with a belt by anybody in your life? None of my. Back? Can can you at least not imagine being whipped in the back with a belt? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying it's it's it, it would sting a lot, but I'm not sure you'd be like on your knees, unable to stand. You know? I think I could crumple you with a shot to your back.
1: Uh, challenge accepted. I, I I can guarantee I could make you like drop to your knees <laughs> by hitting you in the back with a belt.
0: Could you though? Yes. I still don't think you would you wouldn't be able to stand. I mean, yeah, that was cold selling. Yeah, but, but the, like the, the, only one of those, the only one of the shots that I bought that buckled to his, to his knees was Wardlow's. So he should have saved the buckle to the knees one for Wardlow. <laughs> the, you
1: know, the one thing that did kind of bum me out of a segment? What? <laughs> the last one kind of sucked.
0: The last one did Someone made the point that uh, maybe he whipped him on the dream, which if he did, I that's a great touch that maybe perhaps should have been pointed out on commentary. Should have whipped him in the face. It looked pretty bad. Or just whip on be the back a man. again. Hey, be a man. Take it to the face. <laughs> get Wardlow to do it again. Because Wardlow's one looked great. And MJF I,
1: <laughs> I, I had a real, like, rollercoaster of emotions too. Because I was like, it's MJF. He's a dick. Obviously, he's just going to keep hitting him after the 10th one. And I was mm. like, oh, he didn't do it. But then they had, like, Cody fighting back. I was like, yeah, that rules. And then he kicked him in the nuts. And I was like, all right, I got the best of everything.
0: <laughs> it was the Hannah Montana, if you will. So, <laughs> the best of both worlds? Yeah. Are you excited for the prequel? They're making a Hannah Montana prequel? Apparently so. Oh, no.
1: Does it have... I don't know how she became the best of both worlds. <laughs>
0: Wasn't that already covered
1: in the show? I'm pretty sure the show started with her just being a celebrity. All right. I
0: didn't watch enough of it.
1: I watched a shit ton of Hannah Montana, I will admit. Uh,
0: I watch most Disney Channel shows. I watched, like, because like they're on all the time. <laughs> Did you watch Sweet Life? Of yes, Cody. And, and Sweet Life on Deck. I've seen yes. most episodes of both of those shows.
1: What's your favorite, like mid two thousands to like twenty tens Disney show? I like Good Luck Charlie. I thought that show was charming. Good Luck Charlie was fun. Yeah. Um, I was a big That So Raven fan.
0: did you watch the 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 sequel?
1: Uh, I haven't. I've seen like one episode, and I was like, "That's kind of cool," but that's about
0: it. Yeah, I was like, people really wanted their That So Raven return. I did. I saw the episode That's So Raven
1: 2 spoilers, guys. Um, <laughs> the scene where her like, her son admitted that she, he, she, he could also see the future. I was really into that.
0: Did she finally be like, don't intervene in the future. The future that you intervene with is the future you create. Which she never worked out in the television show. How did she never work that out?
1: She just kind of cried. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, I love you. And I was like, yeah, she loves you.
0: Um... But what are we talking about? Raven, um, Cody, Woodley, Raven—quite <laughs> <laughs> oh. the Raven. Nevermore. Should have, Raven should be the exalted one. Um, that
1: would actually actually though. No. Yeah, like legit. That would rule. It's gonna be Matt Hardy, guys.
0: But Cody's performance was real good. He remade me. I said, I, I think I would have. I, I thought it would get more heat. I thought people would rally behind Cody a little more. I thought MJF... A fan did jump MJF, so maybe. <laughs> was,
1: see, I didn't know if that was real or not.
0: If 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 it wasn't, that's a very good touch. I actually thought it was Darby. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just saw a dude in, like, cut-off shorts.
1: I was like, oh, Darby jumped him. It's Defending his
0: lot. his close personal friend, Cody.
1: But I, I did, like... There was, like, a touch where, like... Um, fan, Crotation Max jumps MJF and then, like, they cut back to it and Wardlow's gone and the, the fan's gone. And i was like, oh, that dude's getting the shit kicked out of him.
0: Yeah, that fan did not have a good time. <laughs> they should have just cut to behind the curtain and Wardlow's just legitimately beaten the fuck out of the fan. Mm. Uh, I like Brandy coming out a lot because people will be like, oh, but she's the Nightmare. I, because I that, Who cares what the Nightmare Collective? I think well, the Nightmare Collective here... is done. That's done. Let's go. Right, I, yeah, I don't but... think we're done. But her her coming out here, like, added weight to this segment because, like, she she's abandoned her Nightmare Collective nonsense to support her husband.
1: Also, like, it's not like she went out there and was, like, crying and saying, stop doing it. She was she went out there and told him to get up and take the last one. Yeah, be a <laughs> like, man. Like, Nightmare Collective Brandy would say that. Yeah. So regardless, yeah. if, like, if you say, like, she, she didn't, to me, it didn't even seem like she broke out of the Nightmare Collective, like, character. Because she went out there and she told him to stand up like a man and take the last one.
0: Which he did. The last one sucked, as you mentioned.
1: Yeah. It just didn't make a sound. It probably hurt the most, to be honest. Mm.
0: And if you saw the picture of his back, it's, it, it looks unpleasant. Mm. Uh, on the whole, I thought this was a good segment. I, I, uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. I've worked it out. One show <laughs> you came around on, one
1: show you went away from.
0: Uh, yeah, that's uh, match of the week first. Uh... Hmm... I
1: got bit, I, think I got like a little tie i got to work out which one I prefer. Yeah,
0: uh, I would probably go with the Elite 8-man tag.
1: Well then, I'll go with Gaza and Scott.
0: There you go. Well, you, you can pick the same one. Nope.
1: Nope, I'm picking Gaza and Scott.
0: Uh, which show did you prefer, Liam, between All Elite Wrestling Dynamite and WWE NXT?
1: It was much closer when I just finished NXT. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now it's it was dynamite.
0: As I will always say, good art, good content holds a better to greater scrutiny. People are like, oh, you picked it apart, you nitpicked it apart. If stuff is really good, like the Hangman Page and Kenny Omega stuff, the more you dig into that, the more you get out of it, the more nuance there is. So it's really, really good. And people will be like, oh, well, you shouldn't nitpick NXT like that. It's like, if there is those nitpicks to be had, then it doesn't hold up. I'm sorry. And I'm the same. Like, when I finished these shows, I was like, I don't know which show I preferred. And then running through them, I'm like, oh, God, I very much know which show I preferred. Huh. Uh, yeah, AW. And our fan poll agrees 80 20 All Elite hey. Wrestling. Which, again, That's... I think is an all time record for the difference between the two shows. Suck it. <laughs> Before I go, Liam, where can people find you on the interwebs? I don't know why you ask this. I never give the answer, and then you just tell them for me. Well, the last couple of weeks, I haven't asked you. I just went straight into plugs. I've just steamrolled right over and said you can find them at Larrick and you can find me at Garrick and you can find the podcast at WarGamesPod where you can vote in the poll every week. Uh, but where can they find you on the internet?
1: You can find me in the Voices of Wrestling Discord in the hashtag Wednesday-Wargames sub-discord. Thread. Thread? I don't know what they're called. I don't
0: they're called threads on Slack, so let's just go with it. <laughs> you can catch us in the in the voices of wrestling Slack. Listen, uh, the, like like John listens to the show, so they can find us there. And um, there's like 50 people in the voices of wrestling Slack. So hell yeah. Uh, you can listen to everything elite. Mel yeah, Mel yeah, Mel wasn't. On, oh yeah, I was very upset because Brandy came out to support Cody, but Mel didn't come out to support Cody.
1: Can we take We have a. Did you watch the Mel segment from Don?
0: I did. They beat up Awesome Kong yeah
1: some kong's like done right
0: i'd imagine that's a write-off yeah
1: but like okay I, trust me as much as i support any mel push like you have her lose and then do that
0: it doesn't make much sense no
1: like you couldn't have mel win a squash and then beat up kong's like i am the dominant one of the collective she couldn't have just squashed lever baits just boom squash lever baits double fingers up mel yeah get out of there
0: I suppose you could argue maybe she attacked Austin Kong out of frustration for her defeat. Well, Mel. There you go. <laughs> well, Mel. That's it. Uh, <laughs> <I'm just laughs> you didn't have anything to say. You just said Mel. Okay.
1: I was trying really hard to think of a Mel pun, but I couldn't think of a new one. So uh,
0: I couldn't Mel You're getting very melodramatic. I, nah, that's way better than mine. If you would like more uh, All Wrestling coverage in your podcast feed, you can listen to Everything Elite or you can listen to Shake Them Ropes for coverage of pretty much every wrestling television show, I think, at this stage. No, sorry, keep going. Why did you say wait? Don't worry about it. Uh, Thanks for listening and bye-bye. Wait,
1: if Mel were to work in a prominent pro wrestling venue, she would work in the Melrose Ballroom
0: pod over see you next week bye